0: Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell. Back to throw versus Denver.
1: tight end. And Raja Bell. Bell has done the 22 for Raja. Saw the future of football right before
0: your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me. All
1: right. What's going on? Happy Friday. Welcome to Cannell and Bell. Big show lined up for you. Tiger was in action yesterday. Did you watch all of it? Nope. You didn't watch any I of it. Did, I, I, caught I actually up. did because I was doing my radio show, and so yeah. I had it on in there. So I'm watching that automatically. It was haircut I, I day. You made around. Oh yeah, you I mean, did. Look tight. Yeah, it it got my good. little line I hanging on. Yeah, for Atlanta for the big trip. Uh-huh. Uh We'll break down Tigers round a little bit. The transfer portal is still making news. Yes. I don't know where this term came from. I don't like it, and I don't like the trend that's going there. <laughs> you don't like it because Miami's I... killing the portal right now. <laughs> they are. Killing we are working the portal. the portal over. But you know what? I think we'll both agree on. It. We'll talk about this. Saints. The Saints are still crying about a call. I don't love that look either. Yeah. Um, but we're going to break all that down and more throughout the show. But first, let's start off because the NBA All-Star, the starters are announced. We right. talked about it just for a couple minutes yesterday. Um, LeBron and Giannis and were the uh, captains. Those were the highest vote getters. Mm-hmm. This is going to be televised this year, I think, yeah, right? Interesting. Where they actually yeah. pick the teams. Yep. I think that'll be the most compelling thing about it when you see like these guys put on the spot. Cause I think when they're private, they'll do, they'll definitely pick differently than they would on TV. Yeah, you,
0: you think? think there'll be some obligations to like... Yeah, pick? for
1: sure. Really? They're like, they're boys they want to take care of, and they've got to do it publicly, whereas if they were private, they might do it in a different manner. Yeah. I, peer pressure there that's going to come down on them.
0: There would have sure. been more intrigue for me had LeBron been paired up with, like, say, Steph or... Or even KD. Do you know what I mean? Cause then, yeah. cause then you got some teammates that you'll have to pick from. Like both of these, these guys really don't have any attachments to anybody in, in, uh, right,
1: in their current situation. Correct. Right. Yeah, so there, there would have been a
0: little bit more intrigue around in, in the other one. So the area.
1: starters from the East, mm-hmm. we'll go West first since we have the graphic up there, which uh, Mikey did such a fantastic job on that one. You got Steph Curry, James Harden, LeBron James, Paul George, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Uh, any surprise
0: there? No, I mean, it came down to Paul George, really, right? Uh, we knew Kevin Durant. We knew James Harden. Uh, it came down to Paul George at one spot, and you were talking about Anthony Davis, maybe Nikola Djokic. Um, I thought Paul George should have gotten the nod. Apparently, the players and the media thought it should have been Anthony Davis, but in a tiebreak situation, because of the fan vote, uh, Paul George gets it.
1: Uh, and then let's flip it over to the Eastern Conference, where you've got Kyrie, Kemba Walker, which I I still think, and I've said this on here a couple times to you, I think Kemba Walker's the most underrated player in yeah. the NBA, cause he's on, he's plays in Charlotte, doesn't get a lot of love, but good for him to get a deserved starting nod, Kawhi Leonard. Giannis and Joel Embiid, so not a ton of a uh, huge surprise there. But like Kemba Walker getting in ahead of Dwe- uh, Dwayne Wade, that's deserved. I it mean, is. I get Dwayne Wade has done a lot in his career, but he does not deserve to be a starter in the NBA. Also, no,
0: that would be that would be silly to make D-Wade a starter. I mean, I, it's not a legacy award. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. It, but I thought that Ben Simmons had a case for that second guard spot in the East. Kemba's been fantastic. I really have no bones or gripes about it. But I thought that um, you know, if I were going to pick, I'd have
1: probably put Ben Simmons in there. So one of the conversations that comes up, like when you voted on an All Star game, did you ever vote for yourself? I never voted. You didn't? I don't remember voting. Like, <laughs> so you don't know. I, seriously, I don't remember. I mean, I, <laughs> I do. I remember voting for the Pro Bowl, and it was so antiquated at the time because they yeah. would literally hand out sheets of paper. Like I, I hope they don't do it that anyway. Maybe Dude. they still do. Like maybe it is kind of old. school. I didn't what, do drugs or anything. An like I didn't do that
0: stuff when I played. <laughs> like
1: I I I can't remember ever voting. Like I don't know. <laughs> you <just> don't remember <laughs> right. it, which might be the case, but. The thing that's interesting is you find out, because the players do vote, that there were multiple All-Star voters. These are from fellow players. Now, I want you to listen to some of these names right. and tell me if they're worthy of being All-Stars. Emil Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who some of these dudes are. Tony Bradley, Sam Decker. Uh-huh. I know Sam. Handler Hutchinson.
0: Hutchinson, yeah.
1: E.K. Uh huh, yeah, he's great
0: Yeah, he's a great, yeah. he's a great is Jonah he an all-star? Baldwin? Yeah. Is in his mom's book? Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Ron Baker, your yeah, I Ron like Ronnie Baker. I like Ron Baker. Yeah. All Wichita State team. He looks like he's straight out of the movie Days That Confused. Like yeah, he, he does, does like right? 70s yeah. long hair. Uh, Jerry and Grant. PJ Johnson. Dozier. Yeah, you got a bunch of these names uh, in here. But like, well, how does this happen is my question. It's just dudes trying to be funny.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's all. Like that's I mean, all it is. You know, Emil Jefferson played it. in the NBA, right? Like Emil so. Jefferson got into the NBA purely on like what he can provide to your bench, right? Like he's the ultimate like fake rah rah hustle guy, <laughs> yes. And everybody like wants that on their team. Like I didn't even know he played in the NBA. No disrespect, <laughs> Emil. So like he's a Philly in kid. In but
1: one guy that you would understand getting a vote, uh, on, you know, mistakenly so is Costas. Antenicupo. No, you would not. The last name. No, yeah, no you would not. I think some not. guys are dumb enough where they just see the last name, and they're like, hey, that's that Greek guy, the Greek freak. Oh, let's put him in there.
0: So it would have been K. Antenokounmpo and then G. Antenokounmpo when <laughs> people screwed that up?
1: Yes, I think <laughs> they could. I yeah. think that's so understandable. So if you
0: caught me after practice, if this is how it went down,
1: because yeah, hypothetically inspired, I have no idea. I want to get the heck out of the building? Uh, yes,
0: I'm trying to leave, and you throw this piece of paper in yeah. front of me, you and I'm not. Scratch yes, I'm maybe. You I had
1: multiple uh, he had three All Star starter votes from fellow players. Hopefully, that was the situation that they were there. Yeah. Uh, but congrats to all those guys who were stars in the All Star game. I can't wait. February sixth is or February seventh is when LeBron. It is done.
0: the best All Star product out there. It, I mean, the yeah, NBA does it's the, the best closest job closest
1: to the game they play.
0: Yeah, and the know? and the festivities surrounding it. Like, I mean, I like the home run derby. Yeah, home run derby is like second to me. Mm-hmm. But like the dunk competition, the three point shootout, like all of that stuff is is really good. Uh, is. I totally agree. Really like, good entertainment.
1: I think the to to speak how poorly the Pro Bowl represents in all of this. Yeah, they had their skills competition I no yesterday. I didn't like. I saw it, Trent. I saw some tweets out there. But like, do I really want to watch guys? have a bucket of water. Like, it's fun, but I'm not going to tune in watch it. What do you mean, bucket of water? They were having, like, tug-of-war, like, old-school games, and then they had this bucket challenge where you had to have a bucket it's like of water. Like American Gladiator? Pass it down the line without Stop. Use, Stop. losing any water. Stop. Exactly. It's corny. Stop. Then they had Vaughn Miller out there doing the quarterback challenge, like, trying to throw balls. They had different yeah. position trying to throw. I mean, uh, some hardcore NFL fans will tune in and watch it. It just does nothing for right. me. I totally agree with you. Dunk contest, three-point contest, and the actual game. The NBA blows everybody else out of the water uh transfer portal yeah i don't know why this term all of a sudden started this yeah year when is the what, what is the portal versus like i'm
0: just tra- transferring can you explain it to me like why can't you just transfer what is the portal that you have to exist in before you transfer i wonder
1: if it's always been there or it's just a streamlined process now to where before you would have to file paperwork and now you do it electronically kind of like we were just talking about the all-star okay folks. And now that you do it electronically, everybody has access to it. So now that's the way everybody's referencing it. That's my assumption. Uh, there, we'll have to do a, my, my visual of the we'll portal deep
0: dive is this, like you line up, right? There's yeah. this long line of transfers and you gotta walk up like these eight steps into like this clear cylinder, right? <laughs> yes. You enter that like with that's like a handprint, right? Yeah. You're in the portal. Yeah. And then when you're, you, d- you like go up through this tube and you're sucked out and shot to like another, to your new school. <laughs> like star, this is, right? this is the first year of the portal it was like as of this year it's just a place like if anybody is, like, sh- if sh- anybody's transferring they just put their name
1: into this portal yeah. so other schools can see that you are transferring and they can actively go and recruit so you're
0: in you. this like theoretic like holding tank it's yes. clear everyone yes. can <laughs> see everyone in there trying <laughs> to get out and then you just get sucked up and out and you're at that your new destination
1: happens. well there's going to be a like player. Elon Musk
0: type stuff yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, next level dude, yeah. stuff
1: uh there is a player now from USC Brew McCoy, mm-hmm. five star wide receiver, also played linebacker. He's the twenty-seventh ranked football prospect in the entire not twenty nineteen classes out of Matter uh Matter Day. Yeah. Right? High school. They just keep putting One them of the out. most dominant uh yeah. schools out in California. Initially said he wanted to go to USC to play with his boy JT Daniels. That was his quarterback in high school. He goes, enrolls early, commits, hasn't even been school. It's been two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks he's been at school and he's entering the transfer portal he's already. In the portal. He's in the portal already. Now uh, Go ahead. No, go. I want to hear what, you, I want to hear well, your thoughts on this. It's the, the assumption that people are making, and I think it's a safe assumption, is that when Cliff Kingsbury was the offensive coordinator, right? He, the offensive coordinator, he's like, Hey, I want to play in that offense. I'm going to go play for Cliff. Right. I'm going to go. And then Cliff Kingsbury, who was going to be the offensive coordinator, takes the head job in the NFL with the Arizona Cardinals. Brew McCoy is like, Well, I don't want, that's the guy I thought I was going to play for. I'm going to go somewhere else. Yes. A lot of people are speculating it's going to be Texas. I guess if that's the situation, I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah. Um. I just I, – I hate seeing him. I, I'm assuming he'll get a waiver from the NCAA saying, hey, my coach, I thought I was going to be Cliff Kingsbury. You'll get a waiver. If he doesn't have any penalty, he doesn't have to miss a year, then I'm okay with it. Like he, yeah. he rolled early, so he's not even technically in college yet. You know, like he's still – this should be the spring of his senior year of high school, right. but he's enrolling early. If he doesn't miss anything and there's no – harm to his eligibility eligibility. then I'm okay with it. I think it was probably an immature mistake that he made probably going to USC, but I hope the situation is he gets to school and he doesn't like the first couple weeks it's college and he's not used to it. And then he's like, Oh, I don't like it here. I want out of here. Yeah. When you're 18, you make foolish decisions like that. Maybe it's, maybe it is Cliff Kingsbury. And that's all he needed to see was, Hey, that's it. Um, and that's, that's all the story.
0: But I, I had a situation like this, like when I chose to go to Boston university, um, and I picked BU because they had been on me before my senior year, like really early in the process. And then my senior year, I had a really good senior year. So I had bigger schools start to come around. Like I had LSUs of the world start to come in and, and offer. And I stuck with BU a lot in part was because I, I had a great visit and and Bob Brown was the coach. And I really liked Bob Brown. Bob Brown left. So now I'm sitting there as kind of brew, but I, I had signed already. You know what I mean? And I was right. early. Um and you didn't report early, so I was still at home going to my my yeah, senior nobody, year. Nobody
1: reported. Yeah, that's
0: it. that's great. Like I would have loved to have done it, but point being, I now have to figure out if I want to play for Dennis Wolf, right? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and it w- I didn't know Dennis Wolf at the time, but the question was like, man, like maybe my you don't have the same plans for me. You know, we've sat down and we've talked about what my future looks like. It'd be you with Bob Brown, right? And now a new person is in control uh, of my destiny to some degree. Do you know what I mean? And with new staffs, Danny, you know this. They want their guys. If you're not one of their guys, that's a very real thing. Absolutely, you know. There's so some
1: guys that they'll look into, they'll be, like, hey, this guy's great. I didn't recruit him, but he's great. But there are other guys where if you're like a borderline guy, yeah, they're gonna say, I didn't see the talent that that guy saw. I didn't see the raw potential, so I'm gonna go find mine. Then you're correct. So, but what happened
0: with me was Dennis Wolf, like he, he was shorthanded. It was a late, late in the game thing, so he's handcuffed. So he had to come in and make sure he secured all those recruits that that, that uh, uh, Coach Brown had secured, right? So he did that. It made me feel great. Every chance he got, he tried to recruit over me. Right. Like every chance. I was rookie of the year in that conference. Every time he turned around, he had a six, seven, three man in there trying to, which I'm cool with. Right. But it was obvious. Right. You know what I mean? That you he, his he guy. wanted his guy. And yeah. I didn't fit the mold of the guys he started to bring in. So my point is, like if you sign to play for someone and that's a real thing and he didn't just make a, a bad call on a school and that guy leaves, I really do believe that school should just let you out of that. I do
1: too. Yeah. I think there should be a rule. If your coach leaves or your coach gets fired, you should be able to leave without penalty. Yeah. like I think, it's, I think it's one of the most obvious uh, things out there. Like, And it's so unfair for players it to be is. able to do that. What do you do for your – because I tell kids all the time, Don't pick a school because of the coach. right? And yet I look back and I pick Florida State because I like Bobby Bowden and I like Mark Richt. And I was fortunate enough they stayed there the entire time. But the majority of cases, the coach is probably not going to be there, especially your position coach. If you have a guy that you really like on the staff that recruited you, if he's that good, he might get elevated to another position. And it's really tough. You tell them to do the right thing, which is pick the university, like the campus, the school, the students and all that. Or the team. Most importantly, I say, hey, get to know the team. The team, the team team is important.
0: You have to look. It depends on what you're looking for out of your career, right? Like if you want to make money, right, right, and be a professional, then you have to pick a situation, right? Like, and a coach is a part of that situation. Opportunity to play is a part of that situation. You know what I mean? Team success could be a part of that situation, maybe not. I mean, you know, some people elect to go to schools where they're not going to win nothing, but they're going to they're going to get a whole lot of opportunity to spread their wings and become a player. Do you know what I mean? It's all that's all personal. Like if you pick it. Off of just like a campus and an environment, then you're saying to me, like, look, I just want to have a great college experience, which I don't begrudge either. Hey, right. good for you, great, and it's right. good that you know that coming in, you know. So I think it depends on what a kid's looking for out of that uh, opportunity. Is it, are you trying to be a pro, or do you just want to get a great degree and have a great college, you know,
1: experience? My number one priority was a strong academic institution, which is why <laughs> so I went chose to Florida, Florida State. State. Exactly, Dallas. that's why I went there. Yes. Um, the NFL has taken so much heat. Uh, for the, the way things transpired this past weekend in Conference Championship Week. Sure. It was a gymnastics. mess. Yeah, the refing was one. Overtime was another. I don't have as big a problem. Overtime rules, I would love to switch. For, that's more of a greedy thing for me. I think it would be more entertaining. Mm-hmm. I, it's not a problem. There's not a problem. The officiating on the other hand, I think, is a problem. Sure. But I'm kind of okay with that. Ben Watson tight end for the New Orleans Saints, longtime veteran. He's one of the best dudes in the NFL, like character, like he's a big family guy. He was NFL Walter Payton, man of the year for yeah. community service. Um, He came out, he did not play in the game because he was hurt, but he came out and penned a statement essentially calling out Roger Goodell saying that his silence was unacceptable. Let me pull this up here and I'll read it to you. Uh, Football is an imperfect game. Commissioner Goodell, we all realize that football is an imperfect game, played, coached, and officiated by imperfect people. What occurred last Sunday in New Orleans, though, was outside of that expected and accepted norm. Your continued silence on this matter is unbecoming of the position you hold, detrimental to the integrity of the game, and disrespectful and dismissive to football fans everywhere. From the locker room to Park Ave, that's where their office is located, accountability is what makes our league great. Lead by example, we are waiting. I love it. I'm tired of hearing the same no, cry about this. No, no, no,
0: but hear me out. Like, initially, I hated it, and I was on board with you, right? Because I thought he was crying, right? And I am with you in that. Like, listen, you didn't win. It's over. It's over. Get over it. But that's not what he was saying in that. He was saying that you come out and speak on every other topic that's ever out there, right? Like, anything that has to do with any of these players and players making mistakes, here you are in front of a camera, Roger Goodell, giving a statement as to why kid. You have an opportunity now to say you guys made a mistake. It's not changing. You're not rewriting history, right? Right. But you can own that. You can say, hey, look, that that was a blown call. Like, whatever the statement needs to be, I do think that you owe people that. Because it was egregious. It was a bad call. Everybody what, knows it. Like, what advantage does it do for Roger Goodell to say, yep, we... I'm not it. saying that there...
1: Listen, I think this is one... Eventually. There's
0: not... If you're a commissioner, everything's not going to be to your advantage. Like, they're not asking for you to be in a position, of uh, an advantageous position. This is one where you take an L. The people that you hired... Like they screwed up. You might have to take an L as a as a as a uh as a commissioner and stand up in front of people and say, Yes, we made a mistake. It is what it is. We're gonna need you to move on because I agree with you on that. I don't want to hear about it anymore. But I do think Roger Goodell should get up there and say they
1: blew it. I think he will. I think he'll probably use or he'll he'll get grilled on it when he does his commissioner's state of the union. They do it every year at the Super Bowl, like leading into it. I'm curious. I wonder if there's any part of this where the NFL is worried about getting sued. Because, remember Michael Thomas tweeted out that rule, other players have called out for that rule, that yeah. like, there's a really obscure rule that the commissioner isn't, can step in. If isn't there some? In. If he came out now and said, we were, we were wrong, then the next question is, well, did it cost him the game? You could say yes. Yeah. And then they could be like, well, why aren't we replaying it? You know, which but, he, he could easily deny that and say, well, it's just, Danny, in, in, it's not feasible. You
0: are wrong, though. Like, if you're going to get yeah. sued, what's first of all, I think some politician, didn't some politician in, in, uh, in Louisiana try to sue him already? Like, yes, this, I think right? so. Like, yeah. So, but I mean, that's just a bad look. I would hope that the Saints or anyone who really mattered in New Orleans, if Roger Goodell comes out and admits fault, which they should, because it was ridiculous. Like, don't sue him. Let sleeping dogs lie. It's a wrap. Oh, but he lost this opportunity. They
1: love. Yeah, the lawsuit lawsuit was filed. Over the missed call, a lawyer in New Orleans. Yeah, of course, and he's doing it for his own business. I correct, correct. He's doing this for correct. You're never going to stop. is one that. reason I thought Gail Benson, the, the owner of the Saints, put out the thing. It's like to appease your fans. You're doing, right, I'm sure she's upset, but it's not going to do anything. Here's what the NFL needs to do: they need to do like the NBA and do that two minute report that they do after. Then they would have put published the report Monday after the game, and it would have said. Yes, on that call we missed it and it's put to bed. They're done, you know, because that two but, minute report is fairly new, right? Isn't that something that's only been yeah? I don't even like years? the two minute report. You don't? I don't. You I think you don't want to have an explanation for I, because, it because listen,
0: I think it's so like it's stupid. Everyone knows, like to <laughs> right. to this, to well, this that's point, my point,
1: everyone knows, right? Like now you still have to own it, right? But like well, I, that's what the two morning two minute report does is they own it. They say, hey, that was a mistake. We're you know whatever you. Do. But I don't
0: need you to like. Uh, I I guess like I don't like the two minute report because like uh I, you know. The, what bothers me about NF and NBA refs is they swear you up and down that you're crazy. Right? Like, do you know what I mean? And like, you they can't gonna, because you have video. And now, and I told you. Right. And and, and so the two minute report comes out, but that same a hole of a ref that told me I was wrong and whatever, he don't come and apologize to me for
1: like. Right. You know, understand what I'm saying? Right. So what you do I care? I don't. That. I don't care. Right. Uh And anyway, we will hear from him. I don't think it's going to be because of this. Uh, but eventually Roger Goodell is going to have to say needs to. about it. My my hunch is that it happens at the Super Bowl when he's on the podium and he'll get grilled by every reporter about it, which is another reason why he probably should have addressed it already. He got it out of the way. Yeah, Got it done. Correct. All right, Tiger Woods in action, kicking off his 2019 season out Correct. of Tory Pines. I would assess his first round. He's sitting at two under. uh He shot a seventy in round one.
0: Played the harder of the two courses.
1: Played the harder. I think that was the most important. Yeah. thing Yeah. Because some of these dudes, John Rahm went super low, and these yeah. guys are just firing at pins. He did play the uh the two hardest. He had five birdies, three bogeys. He's tied for fifty third. I think all of it depends on what happens today. Sure. I did think when he was teeing off, like I thought his uh, swing looked smoother than normal. Like it doesn't look like he's being as aggressive on some of his tee shots. Right. Some of his other. Um, just longer irons off the tee, which is a good thing. Like I think he's under control. He hits some amazing shots, um, but I think today will be the more important round for him because he needs to take advantage of the easier course. Yeah,
0: I, I feel like you know if you're going to put up five birdie, there are going to be mistakes in your first round back, right? You got adrenaline flow, and he alluded to all of that. Yeah. In the post the post round press conference, that, I
1: thought that was really uh, enlightening. When he said his quote, talking about the adrenaline you're talking about, I'm not used to having this much adrenaline in my system. It's been a while. So try to get a feel for that and try to get a feel for how my body's rotating and how much further I hit it in a tournament situation sure. at home. like That, to me, is is crazy. The Tiger Woods, best golfer that we've seen in our generation, still has nerves, basically, is what he's saying. Yeah. Which makes me feel a heck of a lot better when I'm out there playing and I have a big putt and I have nerves. like He does, too, and that it actually impacts his game. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it is. And it gives like, you a do you little. Do LeBron still has that?
0: No. I don't either. But I think that break, again, like, we all watch Tiger fall apart. But for some of us, we never really owned that he fell apart. You know what I mean? Like, you just thought, like, you know, something happened there. He'll be back. He'll be fine. That he was broken. Like, yeah. And that type of, like, sentiment coming out of him just shows you how broken he was. Because he, look, professional athletes, if you drop me back in the NBA right now, I'd be fine i wouldn't be nervous like right. I wouldn't be able to do a thing but <laughs> right. but mentally, mentally I would be fine it wouldn't make me nervous to roll out there like once you lose all confidence in that and you're and you're broken and you've got to build that back up now now you are subject to have those those, those type of nerves, and so you know i think you know that just lets you know do you exactly think
1: it ever goes away for him or do you think this is just the new tiger like let's say he wins the master no
0: i think he's good i think he'll be fine i right. think he's still on his ascension back to like where he's trying to get to do you know what i mean and i i would guarantee you that the amount of adrenaline and nerves and uncertainty that he had yesterday like dwarfed in comparison to what he had on his first tee shot last year mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and the more he plays and the more he wins and the more he looks good uh i think it'll like slowly dissipate and it, and it won't be there anymore and i look five birdies is is that's a good number for Tiger on a tough yeah. course? The three bogeys, okay, fine. Right. Like there's, there were going to be some mistakes, right? Yep. If you play that way today on the on the what is it, the north or the I don't know what one is the easier course. I think the you're north, scrolling in the, the mix. And for the your one. first for your first round out. Like, in your first tournament, I think it's a good spot to be in.
1: Yeah, he's on the north course uh today, which is the easier one. He had 7 of 14 fairways, which is kind of the norm for him. Yeah. He's always kind of sprayed it a little bit. 12 of 18 greens, he needed 28 putts. Yeah. Obviously, he'll have to play a little bit better to get in the mix for the weekend. But I think he'll be there. He's off at 1230, so you can get there. Yeah, I'll, I'll check Time that to watch it today uh, and see how he does. The Pittsburgh Steelers have an issue on their hands with Antonio Brown. Uh, the owners... uh the owners came out and said he has a hard time envisioning Antonio Brown being on uh, being a Pittsburgh Steeler. Antonio Brown himself has taken Steelers off of his bio on social media. He also, did you see the the mustache? No. Oh, bro. what what full beard beard, but then he bleached his mustache blonde. Mm. He got skewered for it, and deservedly so. Now, he's always had a little peculiar look, like he's got the different kind of hairstyle. Old school, like kind of... He's got a lot of different looks. A lot going on. But the bleached blonde mustache has to go without question. Aside from that, though, he does have some serious issues whether they're going to sign him, whether they're going to have him back in their locker room. Marquise Pouncey thinks that they will get uh, things uh, worked out. I think he's taking the the right approach pouncey is he's the center on the team he's a leader he's a veteran he said from the pro bowl when he was there he said a quote a great phone conversation or a sit down could lead to a resolution that leaves all parties feeling good about continuing the relationship he also denied the walkthrough incident which right, that sound there, that's not Marquise. Many- that was not Marquise pouncey right <laughs> that was not. Be honored, that's not Marquise. You read it again right <laughs> He doesn't speak. Read it again. What part? The great conversation. Yeah, go ahead. Right, yeah, the great down. phone
0: conversation or sit well, down. Well, the end
1: of the quote shut down right there. Could lead, could to, lead to, a to a resolution that, that, that leaves be-
0: all parties feeling good about it. Not Marquis Pouncy.
1: Right. In fairness to the article, his quote did end, a great phone conversation or a sit down. That was it. All right, all so right. Then the writer took liberties of saying okay. his own thing after that. Got it. But he did say that at the end of the day that he could talk to Ben and he personally knows A.B. that they could put all things to rest. I don't know. I thought that was my initial reaction was there's too much talent on this team. They have too much at stake. They need to get, figure it out. The more I've heard about Antonio Brown, I think it's best for everybody if they just you kind ever, of get over it, move on from him, cut ties, and say it's enough. When you them. were
0: younger, you ever been in a relationship with a girlfriend? Like, you guys fight yeah. and you say some stuff, right? But yep. you never really say all of this stuff. Right. Right? Exactly. When, you get, back, a little when bit, you get into the fight where you say, all of the stuff then it's done there's no coming back from that <laughs> yes. you can't like it's a wrap right that's where they're at you've said it all <laughs> you know what i mean like Absolutely. Hey, no coming back from that right yeah
1: do you want to reveal no.
0: that you said? No, but I mean, like, some no, like, listen. You no, know they're you, forever to be remembered. Correct. You've been in fight with girlfriends, like, and everybody's airing grievances. Yep. Right, and you're going to tell her some of the stuff that bothers you about her, and she's right. going to tell you some of it. Yep. But when you start giving it all, right, the ones that, that there's no taking that back, dog. There's no putting that back in the box.
1: And there are too, many, too many leaks that have come out of here. Yep too many details that you've heard that just have uh have done too much damage. So I'm with you. I do think uh, I do think it's over for Antonio Brown, but. I would not be shocked because of how much money is involved and implications, salary cap stuff, if the Steelers do take him back. But I would think it's going to be an odd situation here. I think it, I, I don't oh. think it's a good thing for the Steelers. And I think Ben Roethlisberger needs to deserve some of that. Um in the NBA, the New York Knicks have pretty much embraced a full on tank situation. We talked about Inez Cantor yesterday, his comments saying, Hey, if you don't want to you know, if I wanna play basketball, if you're gonna play me here, play me, or if not, then just let me get out mm-hmm. of here. I kind of appreciate guys who are veterans who say, I don't want to tank. I want to be on a yeah. that's contending that's winning. But unfortunately, they don't have that luxury of being able to get out of situations. Sometimes they do, but I don't think he's in one of them.
0: Yeah, that's a really tough spot as a pro. Um I think Coca called it the Road to Zion. Like that's a great that was a great song. I think it was a Lauren Hill song, wasn't it? Coca, was that a Lauren Hill song? Yes. Yes, yes. No, it, um, it that's what, Yeah, Um, that's what they're on, Gina great call. Um that's what they're on right now and it puts you in a weird spot because again, you know, I'm always pro player, right? Mm-hmm. But you're paid to do a job. Right. They're asking you and your job description has now changed from playing to like sitting here and letting us lose. <laughs> so while yes, no, I'm cool with you not liking that. No one ever likes to sit and you know, you do your best behind closed doors to facilitate some kind of trade or some kind of movement. Um, you're still getting paid. Do you know what I mean? Right. I'm not asking you to be okay with it, and Wouldn't it Wouldn't it drive
1: you nuts, though? Yeah. If you knew they were t- – but they won't admit they're tanking. Like, because Fizdale's comments, Well, I have to go into games with a right to be able to change what I need to change to help our teams. So that's why I made the decision with the lineup. Like, they give you this whole line of BS. I've always been about honesty in situations like right.
0: that. Like, even when I was with the Jazz late in my career. Like, when the time comes, just tell me. Like do right. you know what I mean? Like just tell me and they did finally at the end, like, you know, once we had MF' each other and it was time for me to go, they were like, Yeah, you know, the time that we told you was coming when we were gonna go with the younger kids, it's now. Right. Like, and that's good. It's good. I can wrap my mind around that whether I like it or not. So I'm with you and Ennis and anyone else who would be there not being utilized while they could provide a service to help win because they're not trying to win, that sucks. Having said that, I mean, you're making- How
1: unusual is it? Cause the circumstances a little bit, there's some details I'm gonna give you here. So Fisdale told Cantor in the morning that he was starting. You're right. But then, not long before tip-off, assistant Keith Smart comes and, uh, Keith Smart comes and finds him and tells him he's not, he's not, he's benched. Yeah. Is that, is that out of the norm or is that acceptable pr- uh, protocol for the NBA?
0: Uh, things happen, like I had a situation, I'm trying to remember if, uh, Like It would have been – I found out from the media. Like the media asked me a question. Now that's messed up. Yeah, I was either starting and I hadn't started in a long time or I was being benched and I hadn't been benched ever. And I can't really remember it, but I had found that out through the media. And I guess when they asked me, I wasn't – I didn't do a great job of being politically correct about it. And it was part of what happened there in Utah. I said something to the effect of like, yeah, I had no idea, Like, but I didn't. Right. You know, and then the jazz took exception to that, specifically my guy. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, but again, I'm being honest, dog. They caught me you weren't your job is to have me prepared for that right like let me know that right so when i'm blindsided by the media about it i'm not gonna have your back i'm gonna tell <laughs> right. them i didn't know right you know what i mean like 20 minutes before the damn game i had no idea right you know so it happens right but it, it never makes you feel good as a player do you know what right. i mean
1: like so and that's the hard part but it usually happens to every player at some point it's somewhere yeah. and it's hard it's a hard reality to come uh to grips with all right, welcome back. Friday, let's finish it off with some leftovers. Cam Newton had arthroscopic surgery on his shoulder. I think it's a good thing yeah. the Panthers because I think when I heard him talking at the end of the season when he was in the press conference and sure. he was shut down, I was like, uh-oh, is this going to be one of those total reconstructive deals like Andrew Luck had? Um And you're thinking, man, that could be an entire season. The owner came out, David Tepper, and was like, hey, if you have to lose him for a whole season, you got to lose him. This is a really good thing. I think it's a first step, but in the back of my mind I remember how many surgeries Andrew Luck had before they got it right. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, like I hope they get it figured out.
0: You're absolutely right. Like it, it, initial thought is like, wow, man, you kind of you dodged the bullet there, right? Like you you don't have to have the reconstructive or the or the repair. You're just having the maintenance type of cleanup, right? Those are Right, <laughs> in terms of like what you want to hear in a surgery, those are like completely opposite ends of the spectrum. But if you're doing this as like a way to kind of like cheap out, if you will, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like right. not have to deal with the major problem. If you're doing this and this is then gonna you know require a, a, a greater surgery six months from now, yeah. then you should have just went ahead and got bitten the bullet and done it now. Started it, fast. yeah, got
1: it done. I would hope the amount of money they have invested in Cam and the, from the owner's comments actually, I appreciated those because I thought he was honest, saying, "Hey, if we have to sit him down, it's best for all of us." Right best for him, that this is the smarter uh, medical procedure to do first, to try it this way and see if they can get him back. Okay, I think, I like, clearly he's the franchise quarterback. He's coming off his best years. Is, is he, though? Is no, he? No, seriously. Yeah, I mean, no, no, not
0: that. But is he? Look, you don't think there's some people there are like, everybody in the media questions Cam Newton. Like We all do. You don't think there's somebody there, like, behind closed doors is like, man, Cam is
1: good, but Cam's not great. I don't think so because I think it kind of goes to that conversation. Well, what are you going to do if you don't have Cam? True. Like, And I don't think there are a lot of better options yeah. out there. Even if there was, let's say it was a year, and let's say the Trevor Lawrence kid, the kid from Clemson, yep. is available and you could go out there and draft him this year. Maybe that conversation is a little different, yeah. and they're starting to think, hey, well, we have a potential to have the next. Hypothetics. Yeah.
0: Cam doesn't play this year. Yeah. Right? He's got shoulder surgery. He's coming off of it. Yeah. You are in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes next year. Right,
1: week. right. Getting up there in age. Like, I think Trevor Lawrence will have that. You ain't
0: doing – you're not doing that with, like, the young – you're not doing that like with the young – uh
1: Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. You're
0: not doing Foster that with Sam. them. No, They're your franchise going forward. Right. You've got – everyone's invested in that. Right. So my question is, is everyone invested in Cam, right? Because there's going to be a faction I bet there's some people.
1: doubters in there. Yeah. I bet there are some doubters within that organization that are thinking, ah, well, maybe we could do better. Right. I think you always have to be really careful. Because I would say – I would rather have Cam Newton as good as Trevor Lawrence may be. We still don't know how he's going to play in the NFL. We know Cam what he can give you. Yeah, that's why I would always go with the given rather than the unknown. No, I hear you. That's I'm a call. Cam fan. I'm just yeah, curious. me too. Right. right? Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals have another quarterback situation. I think the Bengals are in a situation which is the worst place you can be in the NFL. You have a decent quarterback. Yep, like he's he's okay. Like he's good. Like he's not bad. Like, right? right? He's yeah Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what Andy Dalton is. He's proven he can get them to the playoffs, hasn't been to get over the hump. Um, he's had good games, he's had good seasons, but he's never just pulled it all where you'll never have that conversation. Is Andy Dalton elite or even close to it? He's like in that ten to eighteen ranking range, like tenth to eighteen, probably yeah. closer to seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, somewhere in there. And the the Bengals have quote uh they feel very comfortable with Andy Dalton moving forward. Uh, their director of player personnel, Duke Tobin, said he feels like their guys is, is just fine. We're very comfortable. You think he's got a number of years left? We feel like we can win with him.
0: You know what? You know what's like a very like a, what is the most like revealing word in that? What? Comfortable.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, that is not a good word. Says, you, ever wanna... you're, you ask your wife, hey man, you you love Danny? That's, hey, we're comfortable. How's your,
1: how's your marriage? We're comfortable. comfortable. It's comfortable. <laughs> that is like, not not the the terrible. That is about the worst endorsement you can get yeah. ever i tell you one thing he is and one thing maybe we're learning and maybe we're all wrong on this is that his contract is comfortable. Yeah. Because you're going to hear these numbers. He's making 16 million in 2019, 17 in 2020. It's a lot of money for Andy Dalton to be making, but you can spread money around the team then if you have him on a pretty manageable deal. So maybe what Duke Tobin is referencing is, hey, we're comfortable because we feel like we can put enough players around him and spend yeah. that money elsewhere no, that's true. where
0: he can win. Cause while comfortable when you're describing your relationship with someone isn't great, <laughs> yeah. when you're describing what you I have to pay would. them. If I was a quarterback, I
1: would not want to be any part of that word comfortable. Me. Yeah. I don't want I don't want any part of that description right there. His don't, contract is comfortable. Don't please. call me comfortable. I don't <laughs> want to hear that at all. Um Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Next week, yeah, always. Oh, we really? are going to be there. This is our official announcement for the Super Bowl. Yeah, we will be in Atlanta. Are you prepared for Radio Row and all that goes? I've done the- Radio the- Row as once ladies? as a guest. You were so selling stuff. Were you hawking?
0: No, I wasn't hawking. I was just, oh, just I was I was injured. I was home. It was in Fort Lauderdale. So my publicist was like, "Yo, go hit Radio Row." I always thought I might want to do media. She thought it'd be a good opportunity for me to kind of cut teeth and and a lot of talking
1: nice so we're going to be there in person uh-huh. we have some incredible uh guests that are indeed going to be on our show throughout the week um it's gonna be a blast i'm gonna be fired up. Think, yeah it's, are we going to the parties yeah we got hannah's gonna hook us up she'll be out there she'll make sure everything's good to go okay she'll have us all covered
0: our trust lies in
1: Hannah. i'll make sure i we'll have our agents get in involved too right. but there are some parties like i'm not going to be the guy that waits outside in line but Are you? Right. <laughs> You're not waiting outside the line, right? If there's a line and they even hesitate. in my spoiled guy, self? Like, no, bro. I would, uh-uh. I would never be
0: like, hey, do you know who this guy is? Nah, like, I'd never it. throw in that card. Hey, not I'm not spoiled. I don't go out a lot, but I ain't waiting in no line.
1: <laughs> All right. Next week, make sure you watch From Atlanta.